You're listening to The Best Today Podcast, episode number 14. Play that dancing music. Welcome to The Best Today Podcast. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creator of The Best Today Guide and owner of The Best Today Brand, where we equip women with resources to help you show up as your best one today at a time. If you're ready to trade chaos, comparison, and busy for intentional living, you are in the right place. We believe that intention begins with first knowing who you are and what you want. Here on the podcast, we'll have conversations together about topics that matter to you on the journey of becoming, because we know that being your best leads to doing your best. So welcome to the podcast created to help women all across the globe proclaim this is what my best today looks like. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Best Today podcast. I am your host, Shantae Grant, creator of the Best Today Guide, Best Today Company, where we are on a mission to provide you with resources that allow you to be proactive and intentional with your time with a focus on purposeful planning and routine all of which is centered around who you are and what you want. So if you are new to Best Today, welcome, my friend. And if you are my loyal listener, thank you, thank you, thank you. Today, we are talking about rushing. Um, and a little bit, it's a, it's a conversation starter. I can see how this episode is going to have baby episodes afterward where we can really break it down even more. So today is a conversation starter and I'm gonna leave you at the very end with specific steps to take. Um, so today's episode actually was sparked by an encounter that I had with my eight-year-old daughter. And it's actually at the time she was seven because this happened a few months ago. But I, I'll i tell you why it took me a while to actually get around to Bringing it here to the podcast, I wanted to do some work first and then come back and report that as well. So it was about three o'clock on a work day, um, which is our time for play together here in the house. Um, I have two children. We play together after work at three o'clock. And depending on the day that what that entails looks differently. Okay. So I asked my, on this day, my two-year-old's off doing his own thing. He's playing with his blocks. He's content. So I asked my daughter, you know, what do you, what would you like to play today? And she responded that she wanted to play Monopoly, not the children's version. We don't have that here, right? We used to, we've gotten rid of that, gotten rid of that game. We only have like the real Monopoly, like the adult version. Um, and I immediately, like as she said, Monopoly, I know what that means, right? Like the long regular version <laughs> um, and just two players. And so my immediate response that really came out of my mouth without any processing between thought and mouth uh, was this is gonna take that's gonna take so long. Is there a shorter game you'd like to play? But then, so as the words made their way out of my mouth and then into my ears on the outside, I heard myself and I immediately corrected myself because of course we could play Monopoly. I have designed my time, my days, my life to have sacred space. Um, for what matters most to me. And those two hours from three o'clock to five o'clock are designated for our time together 
So what in the world was the rush for? Why in my mind is like, we got, there has to be a quicker game. We can, let's get through something faster, right? What was the rush? Why was my immediate response to look for something shorter, quicker, to rush through the game so that we can then move on to something else, which was just going to end up being another game or building a nugget slide. Like it was going to be another thing, but she had already expressed what she wanted to do in response to me asking what she wanted to do. So why was my mind's first response to rush rather than savor? To sit with one potentially long game versus a short, quicker game. And so as with most things, I wanted to investigate this. I love being introspective. It's one of my favorite thing about our customers as well. I believe that the customers who come into Best today and who see the results and the transformation and the help that they need are those who are willing to be introspective. It requires you to be, we require you to be introspective, whether you are getting there and you eventually get there or you already are an introspective person. But for me, what I have learned to love about being introspective and learning um, from my behavior and my thoughts, you I learn about me. And you know, think about all the things you enjoy learning about. And it could be whatever. You could enjoy learning about recipes or cooking or whatever, right? I would hope you are one of your favorite things to learn about. And I hope that you, because you are one of your favorite people, if not your favorite person, right? So I love being introspective because I get to learn more about this person who I've already spent my entire life with and will spend the remainder of my life with um, me. And so looking at my behavior and my thoughts, particularly when my behavior and thoughts don't align with who I know I want to be and what I know I want, right? I don't want to live a rushed life. I don't want to live a rushed day, let alone a rushed life, right? I just, that's not for me. It does not bring me comfort or peace or joy or fulfillment or anything positive, to be honest. I don't want to communicate to the people that I love that they need to hurry up when we're together because I'm ready to move on to something else. Like, okay, let's, uh, well, I can play with you but just for like two minutes. I don't want to do it. You know, I don't want that to be what I give off to the people in in my presence. And that's in any, whether it's me and you on a best today community call, a membership call, whether it's when I'm talking to you on social, if we're at an event, you know, I don't want the people in which I am in the space with to, I don't want to communicate that, right? Um, and of course, the same goes true for the people in my home, the people, my closest people. Um, I am not a person who wants surface encounters, right? I want to go deep with the people I love. That's why I love going to events where it's usually fewer people or broken down into sections because, you know, saying, hey, my name and I do this is, is all fine and dandy. But what did that really do to your life? What's memorable about that? You're not going to remember me in two weeks from now, and I'm not going to remember you potentially in two weeks from now. But if I can have a moment to sit and savor a conversation and see you and look at you and get to know you, which is why I love our membership so much, I get to actually look into the eyes of our customers on our calls or hear their voice and hear their stories and hear their watch, see their questions and watch their growth. I am not a surface level person in anything. Right, I am looking for a life of quality and depth, and so because of that, this this thing that came for me, it did not match who I am, who I desire to be, or what I want. Basically, right? I like to go deep with the people that I love, um, and the people I surround myself with. So, 
I began just from that one small conversation. This is the beauty of being introspective, y'all. We can learn so much about ourselves from just listening to ourselves because that could have just said, oh, Zoe, no, no, we can play and moved on with my life. But that taking a moment to hear myself, this is actually how I also got to the place where I am to even have started this company. You know, it started with, if you've ever heard me share the story, I don't know if I've shared it here on the podcast. I'm sure I have about the day I heard myself say busy for that time. And I kind of stood outside of myself and heard what I was saying. So just side note here, way off my notes, but a sidebar is be very um, purposeful in taking space to hear the things that you're telling yourselves about you every day. And it may be when you're talking to someone else. Usually it is when you're talking to someone else or actually when you're talking to yourself and that's like audibly or within, we can learn so much about ourselves because I learned so much about me in that moment with her. And then when I go back and think about the busy conversation I had that made me get on this whole journey of looking at my life and my time differently, which, you know, five years later led to starting this company. So it's really important. Like big things can happen from taking the time to hear the things that come out of your mouth or out of your thoughts. Okay. Back to the notes. So um, here's what happened. I started looking at the role that rushing and quick were playing in my life. I began to take note and make note, like literal notes of the things that I rushed through or looked for the quick way to do them. And I decided that I wanted to be more intentional about adding in parts of my day that made me slow down and savor. Did you hate when I slowed down my words and paused? Are you listening to me now on one and a half or two times because you want to hurry up and get through this episode or get like, okay, we get to the points, get to the action points, Chante, right? Please don't rush me on the podcast. Although I, I am so happy that you're listening, but let's savor. I don't make the episodes long. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm going to talk about some of the things that I did um, and have added over the last two months Um But before we get to that, I want to talk about these words. You know, I love definitions just to make sure we're all on the same page. So, of course, the first thing I did was look up the word, word rush. So rush is to move, act or progress with speed, um, with violence or violence, to dash, especially to dash forward on an attack or an onslaught, to perform, accomplish or finish with speed, to perform, accomplish or finish with speed, impetuosity or violence to carry or convey with haste, right? So here's my question for you. The carry or convey with haste. Let's think about that, like haste. We all know what rushing means, right? Do you find yourself rushing through your day? Do you find yourself rushing through your plans, through your encounters, your interactions, through life? When I'm talking about rushing today, also let's be clear, I'm not talking about, oh, I rushed that one thing one time five years ago. We're talking about when it becomes a part of your life, which I am willing to bet if you're listening to me speaking, it is a part of your life, whether it's bigger or smaller, there are places where it's still a segment of your world. And that's what I'm trying to get to. Not like, oh, we should, there's nothing ever a time to rush. Car coming at you, you need to get across the street, please rush across the street, (laughs) okay? So do you have, or do you get home from work and then rush through a quick meal, then rush through the conversation 
to get to the next thing. So it's like, okay, we come in. Okay, throw stuff down. No, we got to rush and do this. Oh, we got to rush and go to baseball practice. Oh, we got to rush then eat some dinner. Oh, I got to rush and get you to bed. Or because I got to rush and get some sleep because I always have to get up and want to have a rush and have a meeting. Like even just saying that makes me feel like <gasps> gasping for air. But is that your life consistently? Is every phone call a quick call? Is every dinner a quick dinner? Is every meal a quick meal? And if so, what actually are you, what do you make time and space to savor? Like, what is all the rushing for? You're, it's almost like I'm rushing to get to the next thing, but when I get to the next thing, I rush that too. So when are you going to sit down? When are you going to sit in something, right? When are you going to savor? And the definition of savor is to give oneself to the enjoyment of. What are you going to give yourself the space to just enjoy it? Where do you make time to let the activity, the person, the presence fill you and enjoy it by taking your time? And let me say, savoring doesn't mean spending hours doing something. You can savor something in 10 minutes, okay? But what are you missing out on when your life is marked by rushing and quick? Again, I said this episode is a conversation starter because I'm asking you these questions to start thinking through. I don't want to, I don't like to have you think through something for the first time and then give you 5 billion things after that. We can break these episodes up because guess what? I'm in no rush to help. So where are the areas that you rush? Are there areas that you rush? We all know the answer is probably yes, but you know, and then are the areas where you rush areas that matter most to you? Because that's what I found to be the case in the instance of wanting to rush through a game with my daughter. It was something that connects directly to something that matters to me and someone that matters to me. You know, every morning in my Best Today Guide, when I write out my vision for my life, I write every morning that I want to have a close relationship with my son and daughter because one day they're not gonna live in my home anymore, right? And I want to know them. I want them to know me and that know they are loved. I want them to be excited about coming home. I want them to be excited about me visiting them. But that comes from relationship, not obligation. And so if that's something that matters to me, the things I do in my todays are going to get me there or not get me there. And no, for the person who likes to go off this way, I am not saying that playing a quick game with your child equals you don't care for them or you're not building a relationship. But what I am saying is that for me, the rush in that moment, it reflected my, this was a reflection of my behavior and my actions. And I had to ask myself, does that reflect who I want to be? Is that... And so my invitation for you is to ask yourself when you do find yourself in the moments of rushing to ask yourself, is this reflecting who I want to be? And is this a reflection of something that's met or is this a reflection of who I want to be and what I actually want in my life? This, this behavior, and this is beyond rushing, but what I want you to do, what I'm inviting you to do is to take a look at your life and your days and how you live out your time. And that's what I do pretty much every day here on the podcast and, and in our company and everything that we do. And today I'm asking you, where are the areas that you rush? And if they are the moments that you say matter, how can you change the rushing? How can you uninvite rush and quick from your life in general? Best Today, we exist to help women just like you 
be your best one today at a time. So each week on the podcast, we are going to highlight your stories and your voices. So let's see what's in the inbox today. I'm so grateful for the Best Today company and Shantae's vision in action. I've been using the Best Today guide for over six months. I participated in Right Now Routine, and I'm a member of the Best Today community, and I'm so thankful for that community of support. The Best Today guide has been transformative in my life. We often hear or read or see inspirational words or go to a workshop, but then what happens? The Best Today Guide in particular is that transformative tool that makes that everyday consistency happen. It's that practical daily tool to hold you accountable. You have to be willing to do the work. There is no magic pill or bullet that you can take or do, snap your fingers. You have to be willing to do the work. But Best Today and Chante provide the guidance, the support, and the positive challenge to make a difference in your life. I've seen the consistency that I have been seeking and lacking for so long happen while using the Best Today Guide. I'm moving my body every day. I have less pain, less stress. I have more time for myself. It's made my life happier. I have more satisfaction in my work and in my job and in my life. I am so very grateful and encourage anyone out there to utilize all the tools and resources that Best Today provides, in particular, the awesomeness of the Best Today Guide. Leah, I am so grateful for you. You know, I can go back and see Leah's transformation. She has been an early um, early adopter of Best Today and our principles, our practices. Um, and so being able to just hear her voice and hear her story, knowing that I, I have a vivid memory of the entire journey that she has been on is one that makes me very, very happy. It's, it's an honor to not only create these resources for women across the globe, but to actually be able to get to know so many of you through our membership um, is is really beyond. And so if you want to reap these rewards that Leah is talking about, if you want to learn more about products that can actually help you with your life, visit besttodayguide.com, which is linked in today's show notes at besttodayguide.com forward slash 14. That's besttodayguide.com. Thank you so much, Leah. Love you so, so much. So as I was thinking about that, because again, I really went on this like, okay, what can I learn from this? And I thought, well, why do we rush as humans? Like, why, why, why do we do that? Because it's not, it's not just, um, this isn't a exception. This is a, this isn't a thing that, oh, that just happened that one time. No, that is a general part of our makeup. And while there are many reasons why we rush as humans, and maybe I'll talk about those on another episode, two in particular, I know are heavy at the top. And um, the root, I think, of rushing is the world and the society and the culture that we live in. Uh, a world telling us to move, 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 go, do. Make that list longer. I'll show you how to 17 hacks to get more done in a day so that you can do 55 things in the same time it used to take you to do 20. No, right? That do more and brag about all that you've done in a day, grind, work, perform, do, hurry up, on to the next. Like those are the messages that are most pervasive and prevailing. 
which is why my company exists to like start the fight against that. But we must live with intentionality to combat it. You know, man, if only there were a company that helped us with intentionality. Oh, wait, there is. Hello, best today, right? I teach living with intention. I live with great intention. And yet even I had to catch myself, you know, being mindful of the behaviors that contradict who you want to be is really vital for growth. So knowing that we live in a society that glorifies more, bigger, flashier, you know, if that's not what you want, and even if it is what you want, you don't have to get it via rushing. You know, we have to become aware of in those places where we are, right? In the source, in the root of that. It's the hum, the background of of life is do more, be more, you know, make more, grind, work, perform, hurry, do. Um, All that is part of the reason why we rush because it's just, we're just playing along to the beat of the drum that's playing in the world we live in, right? And I want to be like Beyonce. Beyonce always on beat. I always want to be on beat. But sometimes I got to move to a slower rhythm, right? A slower beat. So a second reason why we rush is because of a lack of purposeful planning. Hear me and hear me well when I say this. Writing out a long list of things to do is not planning. Side note, I created a Best Today planning manual, which is free right now for you to help you rethink what planning is. And you can download that by visiting the link in today's show notes at besttodayguide.com forward slash 14. But a lack of purposeful planning. One of the core principles that we teach at Best Today is to plan every day, the day or night before. When you wake up with a roadmap for your day, when you're intentional about only creating space for what is most important or giving the most space um, that you plan, I guess, giving more space to what matters. So there's no space for like the other stuff. like, oh, here's what my day looks like. It is, and this is the day. This is the stuff that's important. So all those little knit-nats that make me want to rush, those aren't invited in my day because I sat down and intentionally planned my day, right? Um I'm not going to sit down and fill my day with 55 different things the night before, because when you actually do that in the midst of being intentional before you're in the thick of it, which is why I recommend planning the day before or night before, you're not then in the thick of it. You're not then in like, okay, well, I actually got to get started because if I'm planning Monday on Monday morning, I'm already in Monday. So I'm already like, oh man, I'm already here. I should be doing something. I, I'm you're, I believe, I think you start your day off in the red when you start your day and then you're thinking about the day. That's not proactive. That's like, well, let me be reactive because I don't even know, you know, well, maybe I'll, if you can take some time outside of the day and think before the pressure of that day is there, before the existence of that day is there, right? That's why most people don't plan their wedding the day they get married, right? You want to be intentional about what's going to happen particularly before you get all the emotions and things involved. That's why most of us plan the things that matter most to us before the day it happens. Why can't we take that principle into our actual lives? Again, off my notes, but if you're just winging it, if you're just trying to see how many things can I do from this long list today, you're setting yourself up for a number of negative things, but rushing is one of them. And that's what we're talking about today. And also not doing things your best because it's like, okay, well, let me just try to knock out so many different things. You're not then thinking about quality. You're thinking about quantity and you risk eliminating savoring. 
So learning how to plan in a way that connects to who you are and what you want is vital. And that's why we teach it. That's why we, why we don't call the best today mm-hmm. God a planner, because a planner to me is a, a blank, empty vessel that you go in and you fill with stuff that does not change you. It just gives you a place to dump all your stuff. That's what planners have become. And that doesn't work for the majority of the population, particularly doesn't work for the people who we create for, right? It just invites in organized chaos. And I'd like to invite you to a life free of chaos, free of rushing, okay? So those just two reasons why I think we rush. It's the world we live in. It's the backdrop. It's the beat that's in the back of all of our lives when we wake up to the moment we go back to sleep. And number two, a lack of purposeful planning. You need to learn how to plan in a way that works for you. And another thing, we don't teach a one-size-fits-all plan. It's principles that we teach. It's principles that I teach that you can then apply to your life because you get to decide, not me, not your cousin, not your brother, you get to decide, okay? So number two, um, really not number two. The first thing was just thinking, the first thing I thought about was why do we rush? And the second thing I did, like I told you, was I started to keep track. So over the next week, I want you to start tracking the places where you rush. Where do you reach for quick to move to the next thing? You know, what are you rushing and what are you savoring in the day? Do you see where you intentionally have things where you savor? Do you see the places where you rush? And I want you to write them down and ask yourself, like, what am I learning from this information? Because that's what it is. It's information, right? Which is life. Life is information. And we take it and we look at the data and we tweak, change, adjust, keep things the same as needed. Is there something that you want to change? So for me, I decided after this incident with my daughter and the monopoly situation, which took was all of this happened within seconds. And to her, I don't even know if she saw that switch within me. But for me, I decided to intentionally add in more savoring into my days. It's kind of like, how do you combat something is you you add more of the, well, no, for me, it was adding more of the opposite of the thing that I didn't want to do. You know, so instead of rushing, I wanted to intentionally add in more savoring into my days to fight rushing. Because one of the reasons why we rush also is because savoring feels so uncomfortable. Sitting down and just being in this space without a distraction, without a extra conversation, without fighting yourself in your mind. Like that is actually hard again, because we live in the world that has like that beat in the back or actually the beat's more like, and it's really hard to slow down when the background of your life is that. It's really challenging. And I I recognize that. But the beautiful thing is when we acknowledge what is out there working against us, when we have knowledge of it, we can do something about it. That's what I'm giving you today. Bringing this to your awareness for those of you who are like, man, I never even noticed that because I hadn't. I thought I was doing a pretty good job of like savoring. So I began to add, and I said earlier, I share some of the things, the things I started adding into my days that made me sit down, slow down, and or savor. So I started adding bubble baths to my some of my evenings. And oh man, I've used my bath now 
probably more in the last two months than I definitely than I have in the last two years. Like bubble baths. And it's, you know, a bubble bath bath has to be savored. You know, how do you rush a bubble bath? I'm sure someone has done it in the history of time, but like you just sit there in the bubbles, it's hot, you give it time to get warm. <laughs> or you make it hot again when it gets warm. It's been glorious. And the cool thing is my daughter has watched me enjoy them so much. Uh, she asked, can you know, can you make me a bubble bath? And I'm like, sure, I'll make one in your tub. And she's like, no, I want it in your tub with the jets. <laughs> so I let her, I let her because I want her to practice that, that art of savoring, finding something that's for you, that you want to do, that you enjoy. And the only thing it requires is you sitting and savoring, right? So that's the first thing I did. And then I started adding more time for reading physical books in my evening. So to savor books outside of my audio books, which I love audio books because it allows me to consume books that I really want to read and hear from people I really want to hear from um, while also driving or washing dishes or going on a walk. But Really what I love is outside of my shorter time that I already make for reading during my workday, I'm adding it to the end of my day to savor a good book while laying in bed or lean back on a chair. It's just, it's a favorite for me. And even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, it's that time to savor and sit. Um, I also have started adding walks to my mornings before my workouts. Oh, Waking up and getting outside for a slow walk has been one of my favorite things, particularly right now while the weather is nice. Um, I think by the time we hit winter, hopefully by then I will have gotten um, a tread and I can do that again, even in the mornings when it's very, very cold um, and just do it inside on a tread. But I have loved those slow walks. It, it fills me with so much joy um, that I feel like I come back just spilling over with contentment, with joy, with satisfaction, that's another good thing about savoring. It's like we're soaking in all this good stuff that at some point it is going to exceed our capacity to hold it and it spews over to other people. It's so good. Um, I've started coloring. Yes, I said coloring. Um, I bought all of us coloring books and I got special crayons for the, for the children and color pencils um, to have coloring time as a family. And so together between that time, between after dinner and brushing your teeth and getting in bed, we have that time to color and savor and it calms everyone. And it just feels special because we only use our special coloring items during that special time. But really savoring the time to sit and just color has been so helpful. And it combats that need to always be doing something that has a result that looks a certain way, right? It's like the result of me sitting and savoring that is maybe I got one page done and it is really pretty and I have something to show for it. But what I have to show for it isn't the pretty picture that I colored. It's the feeling. It's the reduced heart rate. It's the 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 taking in a moment without real with realizing or with the realization maybe that's a better way of saying it that my time spent savoring matters to me and I don't have to have some tangible result or cog to show for my time in order for it to be well spent 
right? Because if you ran, you know, if you went into work and you got like 15 things done on a list, you're going to feel like, oh man, look at these results. I'm so productive. I had these many meetings and I got this done. And that's fantastic if those are things that matter to you. But my life is not going to be a long list of widgets and meetings to show purpose, to show um, time well spent. I guess that's really what I mean. And so for me, these are just a few ways that I've added in slower paced, intentional space in my life to combat this culture of rush. It's almost like how I knew that I had to combat the workaholic me that was coming out of a law firm, starting my own company and working five days a week, which really was seven days a week and loving what I do, but I needed to combat that. And so I had a two day work week. Then I moved it up to a three day work week. And I'll be talking about this. I'm sure soon we're going back to two for the summer and then we go three for during the school year. But like I needed to cut the work to combat that. And now I'm like, I can never go back. I love it because I realize I actually can do more or the same, really more within less time because I learned how to cut out the, when you have so much time, you can add in so much fluff and stuff that doesn't matter that reducing it really helped again, completely off my notes. I always feel like when I go off my notes that that's for someone who needed to hear those things, but really just the point was to remind myself that I would rather have long moments of savoring than a day filled with 100 quicks, right? I just, and if that's you, and if that resonates with you, and if that sounds like something that matters to you, I want you to ask yourself, what are some of the things that you can start including in your week or in your day or in your life in general that promotes savoring over rushing, okay? And um, a word about quick. It's one of the things I think of when I think of quick, it's like quick meals. I have nothing against quick meals. Here's my thoughts on that in general. You know, are you making quick meals that take less time so that you can have more time to sit around the table, to go out for a longer walk, to spend more time with the people who you're making the, the meals for? Or is it a quick meal to, okay, we got to rush to this and we got to rush to this and we got to rush to this. You know, is it just like quick, quick, quick? Because quick meals can be nourishing, but I just want to warn against the message that we send that everything has to be quick. You know, if you just go to Google or Pinterest and type in quick meals, it's going to reveal to you how much our culture is in love with this quick. And I get the concept. I've worked outside of the home. I've worked a job that as soon as I got home, uh, I was not, I mean, when I left the building, I wasn't done with work, that I was going to be logging in again after everyone was asleep. I've done that. So I understand Um but also I understand, is that the life you want to keep living? Okay. Because a lot of times we can make the excuse, well, that's just how it is, but is how it is how you want it to be? And are you just going to accept that until the day you die? Again, I'm off my notes, <laughs> but you know, when I, the reason I think about meals is because that's the fuel we put in our bodies that allow us to show up in this world. And if all of them are quick and hurried and trash, what do you think that's going to do to you? You know, I have just become more mindful of wanting to savor even when it comes to like food. And again, I'm not talking about a four hour meal, which unless you're using a slow cooker, which is fantastic. Um, but making sure I'm not just throwing something together for a meal to rush to something that's not 
equally or as important to the as the next thing consistently. Like the key word is that being consistently. This is what I consistently do. Because if we're consistently living in rush, moving from one thing to another, we miss out on the depth, on the savoring, on getting to really sink in and enjoy ourselves, our friends, and our family. If we are consistently living in rush, moving from one thing to another, we miss out on the depth, the savoring, getting to really sink in and enjoy ourselves and our families and our life, our friend, like our life. After all, my question is, what you rushing to, boo? What you rushing to and what you rushing for? That's the question I want you to look in the mirror and just, just girl, what you rushing for? Who you rushing to? <laughs> I wish I could see my face. But the point I want to make here and the conversation that I want to begin is what is the rushing for? Seriously. When I go back again and think about with my daughter, why did I want something quick? Was there something better I was trying to get to? No. In that moment, there was nothing better than time with her. That's what that time was designated for. She's someone I care for. She's someone who's important to me. And that time and space had already been set aside for her and her brother. So the question that I want you to ask yourself is like, am I rushing to something that's better or more important? Or am I rushing through the important? How can I set up my life in a way that doesn't include things that I want to rush through in the first place? What is my rushing telling me? That's what I want you to ask yourself. And then, of course, I'm going to leave you with three action steps. Number one is to look at what you're rushing. What are you moving quickly to get through some, or where are you moving quickly to get through something so that you can move on to the next thing? That's my definition, right? Moving quickly to get through something so you can move on to the next thing is rushing. Number two, analyze that. Are you rushing things that need to be removed from your life? Are you rushing the important? What is the rushing telling you? And number three, where can you add in savoring instead? How can you begin to add in time to sit and slow down? And again, this doesn't mean sit and read for hours on end. I've read that you can give a child 10 minutes of uninterrupted, distraction-free time, and it will fill their tanks up more than an hour of interaction where your attention is divided between other people, other tasks, devices. So savoring doesn't mean all the time long hours. It means quality and depth so that you can actually soak in and enjoy the moment. And if children, and I just use the example of children because that's what popped in my mind about the 10 minutes. Um, it's a quality over quantity thing. The same can be true for other things and other people in your life. So where can you make savoring more of the norm in your life? Let's start there. You know, I could go on for more, but again, this is a conversation starter and this is the first step. And then we can talk about more things in later episodes. Um, I would love to hear from you in the comment section for this week's episode at besttodayguide.com forward slash 14. I want to hear what you discovered when you did this exercise, um, when you answered these questions, when you just listened to this episode and started to think about your own life, because this episode is a conversation starter and I do want to hear from you. So you can either share in the comments to this episode or if you really 
got something to say, because I know you do. Some of you out there got something to say. We have a button on the show notes at besttodayguide.com forward slash 14. It allows you to share with us your voice, um, your thoughts, your questions on this episode. You just press the button, record, and when you hit send, it sends it right over to us. You don't need any fancy software. You can do it from a phone, iPad, computer, whatever you have. Just go to besttodayguide.com forward slash 14, and you'll see the little button at the bottom to press and send us a message as well. Because I really do want to hear, what do you have to say about this rush versus savor? It could be the part that the impetus for the next episode where we continue this conversation on rushing versus savoring. Um, Because again, this is just the beginning of the conversation. As always, I am so honored and thank you for sharing your time and attention with me for this episode of the Best Today podcast. Until next time, remember that you are capable and you are worthy of being your best one today at a time and you have everything you need already to have everything you want. So as I like to say, go on and shout it out as you live it out that this is what my best today looks like and I'll talk to you again real soon in the next or another episode. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Best Today podcast, you are going to love the Best Today Guide. Our Better Than a Planner guide teaches you how to get clear on what you want, identify your self-destructive habits and behaviors, and intentionally create space to prioritize yourself every single day. Don't go the journey to being your best one today at a time without the Best Today Guide. See inside its pages and order yours today at besttodayguide.com. Even better, when you order the Best Today Guide, we gift you with your first month free inside of the Best Today membership. So what are you waiting for? We're giving you everything you need to trade busy for intention. Go to besttodayguide.com and order yours today and join thousands of women across the globe proclaiming each day, this is what my best today looks like.